One of his names is God is present. He's here with us right now as we're talking. He's there wherever you are as you're listening. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever situations you find yourself in today, hear these words from Romans 10, 13. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus today and find salvation, find solutions, find freedom. Are you a seeker, believer, doubter, or philosopher? Are you church-weary and disillusioned, or Jesus-loving and digging deeper? This church welcomes you all. Join siblings, Ben and Joanna Church, your hosts for the I Will Be Your Church podcast a daily discovery of the realm of God. Grow strong in the truth of God's presence and love so that you can say to your families, friends, co-workers, and social media worlds, I will be your church. The name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to him and are safe. Proverbs 18 and 10. Provider, healer, the rock, righteous, peace, savior, deliverer, counselor, shield, our refuge, Lord, the almighty, our banner of triumph, comforter, teacher, the beginning, the end, shepherd, brother, father, the present one, the I am, Emmanuel, God is with us, the most high God. What's in a name? When it comes to God, what is in his name is his revelation of who he is. There are numerous names, like I've just listed, that God calls himself throughout the scriptures, each of them revealing some aspect of his character or some aspect of how he relates to us. This week, we will be sharing a different name of God each day, and we will talk about what the name reveals about his character and what each name reveals to us about how he desires to relate to us individually. So why is knowing and understanding the revelation of the names of God so important for us today? Well, because of the wisdom, the knowledge, and security that are revealed by those names, and the power and authority that is within them that have been given to us to use. Malachi 4.2 But for you who fear and reverence my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in His wings. Psalm 91.14, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. Jesus said in John 14.13, Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. He also said in John 16.23, Truly, truly, 
I tell you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. John 15, 16. Jesus said, I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask using my name. Mark 16, 17. These miraculous signs will be with those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name and they will speak in new languages. Luke 10, 17. The 72 disciples returned with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. Acts 3, 6. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but what I do have I will give to you. In the name of Jesus, the anointed one of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And finally, when Jesus was teaching his followers how to pray, he said, start with this name, Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name is the old English way of saying it, but what he is saying is, you are our father and your name is holy. What name? All of them. They are all holy. I think all of these scriptures that I have just read, and these are just a portion of them, show the importance and the weight that God has given to the names that he has shared with us throughout history. Yeah, and I think the names of God are pretty awesome, like you just spoke about. But let's look a little bit deeper into the names that God speaks. In other words, God has named everything. Like God put the practice of naming things into existence. And names mean something. It reminds me of that movie dances with wolves from Kevin Costner. If you remember that, I think it was back in the nineties. Yeah, I do. And dances with wolves is the name of the movie, but really that was the name that the Sioux Indians gave him in their native tongue. I, I don't remember what it is off the top of my head in the language, but that was his name. That was Kevin Costner's character's name in the movie dances with wolves because he was, he had this wolf that would follow him and, so he would dance with it, and they saw that. It reflected the culture of Native American culture and many, in fact, most indigenous-type cultures around the world. Their names are actually a statement about that person. Even in the Bible itself, you look at Abraham, who God named him Abraham, but he really named him, like it'd be like naming him Dancers with Wolves. He named him Father of Nations or Father of Many Peoples. That was so. If you spoke that in Hebrew, and here came Abraham walking down the road, you would say, Here comes the father of many nations. That in your mind, that's what you would be saying. Now, you, you know, the name is Abraham, but the word means something. And so the meanings became the value that were attributed to the people, those individuals. And so that's how we look at it with God. Those names is who God is. And so when you say, when you ask something in my name, what does that mean? Well, what is the name of God? And as we start talking about the names of God, it's really 
the revealing of who God is in his relationship to us and, and other things. Once we understand who God is, when we understand that he is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord Most High who provides, the all-sufficient one, now it makes a little bit difference if that's who we know who we're talking to when we have a need. Yeah, absolutely. He revealed himself using names so that we would know what to expect from mm-hmm. him when we approached him. Yeah, it's it's who, it's his character, it's his attributes, it's his nature revealed in his names. And then on the other hand, it's who God is speaking and naming us. What are our now our attributes in him? What does the Bible say about us? That actually becomes our name. That's why, you know, you look at that we are in Christ. Many times in the New Testament, it talks about us being in Christ. Well, if you understand what Christ is, who he is, what the word Christ means, and we'll talk about that, you know, another time probably. And then we are in him. It releases revelation into our lives that then we we can then live each day in a different realm in a different state of being, different mindset. We speak differently. We can actually make better choices and act in a different way with the revelation that we are actually in Christ because we understand that fully. I think it's a great point because I'm thinking about in the Old Testament, Jacob, who was the son of Isaac, who was the promised son of Abraham, that started the entire father of nations. And then throughout that time, they started referring to God as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There has to come a point when we go beyond just saying, I believe in the God of my parents and the God who my parents believed in. And we start to say, now I believe in the God as he has revealed himself to me, which is Jehovah the Lord, I am with you, I'm provider, I'm all those things that he has called himself. And I I really like that thought of taking that revelation of who he is by the names that he's given us, and it's no longer just the God of Abraham or just the God of Isaac. He's not just the God of Peter and Paul and Luke and Matthew and Mark. He's my God, Mm -hmm. and he's this God who's revealed himself to us with all these amazing names, because how can we in our finiteness on this planet even understand him? You know, I mean, he's infinite. He's the beginning. He's the end, the alpha, the omega. How do we possibly comprehend him? And so how he reveals himself to us so that we can comprehend even just a portion of him is with those names. All right. Here's how you can comprehend me. I'm going to reveal myself to you using these names pretty cool way he went about doing it. And so so really the first step in even understanding that is Romans 10, 9, and 10. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. So right there is the first name that gets us access to the rest, basically. So we have this relationship. and, And to do that, you have to understand that Jesus, the Son of God, is Lord. So that's our very first relationship encounter with this awesome father as God is through the son, the Lord Jesus, understanding him as Lord. He is preeminent. He is first in our personal lives. 
And, and by believing that he died on the cross and rose again, and then confessing with our mouth, Jesus, you are my Lord. That's our very first step into that larger realm. But that's so awesome, though, that God then, through a process of relationship, reveals himself. He's given us these attributes, these names that describe who he is and, and in our depth of relationship with him. We can then understand. But the very first step is understanding the name of Jesus as Lord of who he is. And I think if you keep listening this week, one of our days will probably be the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, even looking at the natural world, we as humans understand that family names can carry power and influence that open doors, right? Like, look at families like... J.P. Morgan or Rockefeller, right? Rothschild, all those old family names from early United States times today, even knowing Hershey's and Heinz and like it or not Trump, those names open doors. So if you're a child of one of those influential families, you maybe have never done one day of work in your life, but doors open to you mm -hmm. when people find out your name. So I have really good news for those of you who are listening, whose family name may not be all that well known in the world. Like Ben and I, the church family name is not opening up the great vacation spots um, or the Ivy League schools or anything like that. But when you have been filled with the spirit of God, it says that he has given the name of Jesus to us to call our own. Mm -hmm. Philippians 2, 10 and 11 says, Therefore God elevated Jesus to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's why in the scriptures we read earlier, it says when the followers of Jesus used his name, they could cast out demons. They could heal the sick. They could cause lame men to walk. They could open blind eyes. They could even raise the dead because they were using the authority of the name of Jesus. Jesus, the name above every other name, has been given to us to call our own. And as Ben said, once we call on the name of Jesus, then our Father calls us his children, and his names, all of those names, open the doors of the Spirit and eternity for anyone who calls on his name. Hey, maybe I won't get those vacation doors open to me or the Ivy League school doors open to me, but I have the doors of eternity open to me because I've been given the name of Jesus. Yeah, and that's the most important thing of all of eternity. I'm not so much concerned anymore at this point in my life of building my own kingdom, you know, right. gathering stuff towards me and, you know, winning with the most toys. I live a fairly comfortable life, but something has happened in my life and in my thinking, shifting more towards eternity, right. thinking more towards eternal life and laying up treasures in heaven compared to storing them up here because it's just going to be lost here anyway. 
But as we understand his name, we also have to understand we've been called by his name and that he's calling our name and he bought us with the price. So we're no longer ourselves. We're no longer living for ourselves, but we must live for him. And so as we understand what that name is towards us, we also understand what that name means towards the world. Jesus is the name above every name. It's a higher name than President Trump. It's a higher name than all the other world leaders in the UN of of every nation. In fact, every nation will bow before the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can see every person in the world really understands that if you think about it. They may deny it. They may rebel against it. But the very fact that you have to rebel against the name of Jesus, the very fact that you have to turn his wonderful name into a swear and a curse proves that his name is above every name, that you have to use it as a curse word. You're not using any, you're not using Buddha or Gandhi or any other religious figure from history. You're using the Lord of all creation, Jesus, the Christ as a swear word. But I kind of think it is a perversion. perversion But you know what? I even thank God when I hear people say, Jesus Christ, this thing was dumb. Or to me, they're calling on the name of the Lord, whether they realize it or not. Mm -hmm. They think they're using it as a curse, as a swear. Really? They're giving the one true God his place, his preeminence, even in their speaking when they deny that he's even his Lord. But he is. They're trapped in it. So they use it as a curse. So what's in a name? Provision, healing, safety, peace, salvation, comfort, guidance, wisdom, truth, his very presence. And as Ben said, what's awesome about this is that Jesus said that he doesn't reveal these names or allow us to use his name just for our own benefit. But he says to us, freely, you have received my name. Now freely give it away. So to everyone listening today and this week, I encourage you to, in his name, benefit the world around you with his provision, reveal his healing, his safety, his peace, his salvation, his righteousness and deliverance, his counsel and protection. Reveal the family of God. Reveal the name of Jesus. Reveal the name of wisdom and reveal the name of truth. One of his names is God is present. He's here with us right now as we're talking. He's there wherever you are as you're listening. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever situations you find yourself in today, hear these words from Romans 10, 13. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on the name of the Lord Jesus today and find salvation, find solutions, find freedom. As you call on the name of the Lord, maybe you're one whose name is worthless, seemingly. Maybe you have a bad name. Maybe your family name has been downcast or you've been ridiculed or you've been labeled something negative, call on that name of the Lord. You've been called by his name, called out from your name that's been discouragement, 
trodden under, downcast, cast aside, you're now part of the Lord's body. So when you trust in the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. So reach out to him. Get a new name in him. Maybe you, you're going to be like Abraham, where you used to be Abram, but God renames you Abraham. So in other words, my name used to be Mud, but God's saying, no, your name now is blessing. Your name now is freedom. Your name now is healing. Your name now is a Christian, an anointed one, just like Christ was anointed. You are now anointed and you've got a family and you've got an eternity ahead of you. So I would just encourage you to do that. Call on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. So remember today as you go about your day that all of those names of the Lord They are a strong and mighty tower. The righteous can run into those names and be saved. My prayer of blessing for you today, as always, that you would respond today to the heart of God towards you through the cross of Jesus Christ. I pray that you would repent of evil ways and that you would turn towards the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you would embrace the power of the Holy Spirit and embrace the truth of God's word. And lastly, I pray that you will be a willing doer of God's will in your life and in your world. So go out and do it today. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, please subscribe so you never miss a day. And then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com To learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.